friends. Aquamarv here with another episode of the IT Business Podcast, the show for IT professionals where we try to work together and help each other do a better job with our businesses, our support of businesses, our IT support, our networking stuff. And man, did I jack up that intro, but that's what we are here to do. I'm an IT guy, not a podcaster, uh, but we're here to help you guys do your things better, smarter, and faster. This is a special show. I reached out to my good friends over at Dumboats, and the reason I did that is because a couple of weeks ago, I'm out on a job, minding my own business, doing work, and I started getting all of these messages and emails. Dude, are you seeing this? Are you on the webinar? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Turns out Dumboats was having a town hall meeting. And talking about some new features. And I'm like, you know what? I missed it. Let me reach out. So I've got my good friends, J.B. Fowler and Juan Carlo Finelli here from Domotes. Guys, how are you? Doing good. Doing good, Marvin. Very good. All right. Thanks a lot, man. All right, guys. uh, First of all, thank you for uh, agreeing to chat with me. It's been a while. It's It's been over a year. I didn't realize it. it. It's shamefully too long, Marvin. Shamefully too long. Yeah, I always enjoy talking to you. Yeah. Uh, As many of the listeners know, and as you guys found out, I talk about you guys all the time on the show. I am an avid Domotes user. Uh, I bought all those boxes with my logo on it many years ago, (laughs) and uh, customers still comment about that, and uh, I love it. And I, I know that I don't use all of the features that are there, and you guys have made some a lot better. And so I'm going to ask you about that, but you've also got a couple of other programs that we're going to talk about. So yeah. uh, let's just first, uh, let me ask the question, how have things been in general for you guys over the last year? Oh, I think things have been going great. Um, you know, it has been about a year. You and I were talking about this earlier. It's been about a year since we last spoke. And there's been a lot of really great positive changes um, on our side. Domotes is continuing to grow. Um, we're continuing to uh, live on the mission that we we started years ago, which is listening to what our customers' needs are and improve upon those, right? And continuing to change our services to reflect the needs that the industry is really driving towards. So in that sense, Marvin, I think things are going really well. In fact, one of the things that we announced on our town hall, and I want to, I want to the reason I wanted to have Giancarlo here is because of the important changes there. Um, Giancarlo's role has migrated to what we call a chief experience officer. And I think that one of the real positive benefits of that is because it shows that we care about not only our user experiences, but also our employee experiences that we have. And uh, Giancarlo is the right man for the job. I mean, he was employee number one with Domotes and continued to engineer um, the products and services that you see. And I'm excited about them. I mean, Giancarlo, do you want to speak to to why you see that as beneficial? Thanks. Thanks to be for the intro. Yeah, I, I agree with the benefit of being more in contact with every single user in Domotes, but internally with uh, every single employee and colleague of mine. I've been always like that. I mean, uh, with my CTO hat, I've been in contact with every single user from the small MSP to the large enterprise. I've been talking with them, collecting uh, more and more feedback and inputs to drive the development of new 
product and feature into Domo. Uh, but it, the over uh, the overload <laughs> for all this conversation was huge, and so uh, we got on board. A new CTO is taking care of the um, technology in Domo. He comes from a long experience in experience with the data, a lot of data, huge volume of data. Yes. Uh, and I'm more focused now um, in contacting every single user, getting feedbacks and making sure they're happy and their experience with Domots is uh, good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's going to be, it's definitely a positive change, Marvin. So I, I'm very excited about this and it, it just means that Giancarlo and I are that much more of a tag team when it comes to talking to customers and understanding what their technical needs are as well as their business needs. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this, Juan Carlo, because I know that whether the title is chief experience officer, channel chief, you know, director of ecosystems, for some reason, the MSP space, most of the people in those roles get inundated with comments and questions and, you know, support requests from managed service providers, a little bit different from your other industries. So how was, how has that been dealing with MSPs? Yeah, that, that's exactly why I really need more time in focusing in this role. Uh, we have several channel open, I mean, uh, contact channel open to uh, deal with MSP, like Slack, Slack channels and forum and Reddit, our support line, our sales line. Uh, I'm trying to listen to all of these different contact channels, aggregate information, rationalize the information, of course, sort and prioritize the requests that arise from all these different contact channels. Yeah. All right. So before we get too far into some of the new news, let's probably take a step back. And for listeners that this is the first time they're hearing about it or they may not know, let's describe what Domatz is because I think people get confused. I mean, there is a box, but that's not necessarily what it is. It is a network monitoring platform. And it's not just for us in the MSP space. You guys do a ton of other things. So I don't know, JB, can you quickly describe Domotes yeah. and it's in, you know, uh, what it does overall? So Domotes is a network monitoring solution, right? We, we fundamentally are a tool or a service for our users to help be more efficient and be more proactive on how they handle the systems that they are deploying on networks. Now, the core benefit of what Domotes does is that we look at the network infrastructure. So we'll look at the routers, the firewalls, the managed switches, uh, the wireless access points, the gateways, right? Anything that is creating the backbone of the services that they are offering, we're going to help the service provider monitor and bring awareness to when those infrastructure devices are not working as they should be or as they have planned. Um, we do things like configuration backups of that network infrastructure. Again, whether it's the firewalls or the managed switches or the access points, we're going to look at those. We're going to show or alert when changes have been made on that infrastructure. And I would tell you that that fundamentally is the core of what we do. And we'll talk a little bit about how we do that. The one thing that I want to say that Domotes does extremely well as an infrastructure monitoring tool is we also look at all of the assets, right? All of those network-based devices 
that are attached to that network. We're going to help classify those devices. We're going to help give you make, model, and type of these devices. We're going to do this at a layer two level. So those that are familiar with network, um, the OSI models of networking, we're looking at MAC addresses into that detail, right? We're doing ARP, ARP requests to discover all these devices. But then we're also looking at layer three and looking at all the IP address information. We're able to cross and over different VLANs. We're able to cross over different subnets and monitor these systems. Um, the idea is to make sure that you as a service provider, whether you are in the enterprise space, whether you're in the actual managed service provider space and looking at networks and helping your small, medium businesses or commercial industries. We're also going to help commercial integrators, right? Guys that are installing AV systems, digital signage. Um, and when I say AV in this sense, it's audio video systems, right? Looking at unified communications or voice over IP. We're going to help them understand what's going on on these systems that they've installed and across the networks that they have uh, installed as well. So we really cover a broad range of monitoring as well as managing of these systems. And Marvin, one of the things that we do so very well, especially for people that may not actually own the network that they are trying to monitor systems on, we provide remote connectivity into these platforms as well, whether it's through services like VPN on demand, as we call it, or doing what we also classify as reverse SSH, right? Being able to tunnel into a very specific device so that you can then manage it, configure it, right? Set alerts on it. So that's some of the power of what we do at a very high level. It's all in the, the pretense of giving that service provider the tool that they need to be more efficient and work faster um, with their customers. It has been very beneficial for me, of course, probably the number one thing that I do is the alerting so mm -hmm. that if a device goes down, I know about it uh, a lot of times before the customer does. Uh, the bandwidth uh, testing where I can see what the network performance is, uh, the MAC addresses, being able to grab that stuff. I actually had a uh, situation yesterday where a uh, print vendor was on site at a client location put a new you know, device on the network, didn't bother to consult me about IP configuration and stuff. And I called the customer and said, hey, what's this new device going in? They're like, oh, how did you know? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, we, Domo's at its finest right there. I mean, yeah. when it comes to new devices being shown on the network, uh, Domo's is going to give you an immediate awareness, which, you know, Marvin, by the way, uh, and I think that a lot of service providers recognize this, but I, it always worthwhile stating it again. You know, if you're dealing with cybersecurity, if you're dealing with cyber hygiene, if you want to make sure that you're keeping your customers secure, knowing what's on the network is CIS control number one. And that awareness to when new devices show up on the network is is critical but then you know part of the cis controls also is knowing what does that network infrastructure look like from a topology point of view where are devices physically connected how are they connected to the network domotes is going to help you there and that's what makes it such a powerful and useful tool and especially at you know the the pretty darn cheap price point that we have going on you know the 23 dollars per month per site is is game-changing in my mind and it it's a no-brainer. 
Yeah, that is phenomenal. And for people, you know, I'll say this publicly, if you complain about $23 a month per site, then something's wrong with you and your model <laughs> because I mean, you yeah, just can't. I appreciate that honesty there, Morgan. <laughs> um, all right. Well, not to dig too deep in the weeds, we'll have the link to the website there that you guys can go and check out Domotes. You can obviously reach out to me, reach out to JB Juan Carlo, though. They're pretty accessible. Uh, we can do more than that. But let's, let's dive into uh, I'll start with two of the things that have been announced recently. Um, the biggest news we'll save second, but the first is you guys announced the channel partner program. Yes. So of course I'm like, okay, what is that going to look like? Because I know that you've partnered up with some of the communities in our, in our channel already. You give us some good discounts and a, a partner program sounds great, but what does it really mean? Is there going to be a cost? Is there going to be requirements? Is there going to be discounts? Let's let's talk about what that means. Yeah, it, it's a great question. So, so first and foremost, uh, it's important to note that over the last several years, Domotes really has been a direct tool, right, or direct to the service provider, right? We meant to be a tool for the service provider to use. And it goes back to that statement I made before, which is how can we help you be more efficient? How can we give you awareness of what's going on? And I think that that's worked very, very well over the last several years. But in listening to some of the um, the customers that we have been working with, um, they like to purchase through channel platforms. And we realized that we didn't have a very good model for being able to help there. So now what we have done is we've opened up and we are announcing the fact that we are going to have a Domotes channel partner program. Our expectations really is that all service providers, in fact, all of our primary customers that we have today will be a part of this channel partner program. And we're going to offer up, like you said, better support, okay, better discounts, right? Tiered discounts, right? Tiered pricing and what makes sense for these customers. Um, one of the things that we believe is important in order to create an effective channel is that everybody in that channel needs to get their fair share of margins. And so we're going to create a structure that allows for doing that. One of the problems that we had in the past, Marvin, is that people would talk about domos. And then when they would, when their customers may go look at what Domotes was, that pricing was shown on the website. And it caused this little bit of what we would call channel conflict, right? The, the you as a service provider had to talk to the customer about all these other value added services that you were putting on top of this, which is why, you know, they shouldn't get a quote unquote discount off of that $23 that was shown. So we're going to be structuring our pricing a little bit differently. Um, our customers, right? Our service providers are still going to be looking at like this $23 price point, but the end customer is going to see different pricing on the website. And so that's a discussion that we're going to be having going forward. And that's how things are going to be changing. Along with these discounts, you're going to see the benefits of, you know, better support when you're in the channel partner program. Um, Giancarlo, you may want to talk about access to beta 
software as well. That's something that we can talk about too. Um, but it's going to be this notion that we are going to be real partners with our users and that we're going to help them in the markets, Marvin. That's what, in my mind, it's about. Giancarlo, did you want to speak to any of the benefits of the beta program? Uh, yes, to be one uh, of, yeah, from uh, from uh, the user experience point of view, one of the benefit, and it's a mutual benefit, um, of being part of the channel partner program is access to this beta te- the beta testing of new functionality. Just to give an example, we are currently uh, developing what we call internally network troubleshooting table, which is a, a table that provides information across all the devices and across the sites about the status of the network, like if there is a, a bottleneck, if there are too many DHCP requests on the network, if there are IP conflicts or if there are loops, you will be notified about those by domots. And this functionality has been enabled on the uh, partner account and we are collecting feedbacks. Why this is important to us is because these feedbacks are driving the uh, finalization or or let's say the the product that we are shaping around this new functionality. It's beneficial for the the partners because they are driving that and they are moving in the in the direction that they want the tool to be. So actually Giancarlo, the network diagnostics is a great example of something where you know we want to hear from the channel partners, right? Our customers, what they like or what they don't like. You know, does this make sense? Frankly, I think they're going to see huge benefits from you know understanding when IP address conflicts are there. Um, another thing, Giancarlo, I think is this notion of buffer bloat, right? How do we, how do we know the quality of service of the networks? Um, I think those are great examples and it's not something that's released in the production, but our, you know, Domo's channel partner programs can have access to it immediately. So, you know, Marvin, that's a shout out to say, you know, uh, if you are a Domo's user and you're not part of the channel partner program, please sign up for it so we can get you access into that. Well, I'm going to sign up. I, I I could use that right now. I'm sitting here thinking I got a client yesterday that called and said, hey, our Wi-Fi slow. Can you look at it? And it's like, yeah, I can, but I got to go there. I got to pull up my Wi-Fi tester and do all this um, to be able to see any of that. I mean, I don't know if Wi-Fi is on your roadmap, but that was just an example. of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we do. You know, we do testing um, to devices, latency checking. Yep, and I have, yep, I use that. Right. So this this notion of buffer bloat, right, and the quality of service is a way for us to look at essentially latency when you are in a loaded system versus unloaded and determining the quality. What we would call the quality of the line is how this works. Um, So please enable it and we'll help you. Right. Talk to our support team. Again, this is where that partner program, I think, is so valuable is because we want to work closely with you to make sure that the. Uh, I'm going to say results or the features that we're wanting to bring out make sense. All right. So we'll definitely have a link to that. But since we went ahead and started talking about network diagnostics and troubleshooting, let's move to the next big news that you guys shared. And that is the acquisition of Glasswire for Business. Yes. Yes. So we we acquired uh, this company called Glasswire. Um, I will tell you that Glasswire is a Windows-based application, okay? So it sits on a Windows machine. 
It is effectively a way to help the end user of that machine better understand the applications and services that are running on that machine and allow you to, what I'm going to say, firewall those applications from running if they shouldn't be running or not. For Domotes, this was a way in which we could start to look at how your endpoints are actually utilizing the network. So one thing that Glasswire does, aside from being a firewall, is it will look at the applications and which hosts those applications are communicating with. The cool thing about it is that when somebody goes in and turns on Glasswire, first of all, they're going to see a beautiful graph that shows bandwidth utilization right, uh, of these applications and which services are running. You're going to get alerts when new applications start up right, and start using the network. Whenever you see a host communicating outside your country, right? Glasswire is going to log that information. We're going to show you where it's communicating. Just one example, I mean, Giancarlo and I showed this on the town hall, but if we were to take a web browser and start to look at services in different countries, whether that's, you know, China or Russia or India or wherever you may be looking, somewhere in Europe, you will see immediately that Glasswire will show which services are communicating with which hosts in those countries, and you can highlight that. In the end, the goal is to give control to the end user to say, okay, this is a service that should or should not be running on my system, and I should therefore block it or not. Now, another powerful tool that you have is, as we know, a lot of people will use their their laptops at home as well as work, you have the ability to generate profiles. So if you know certain services should be communicating or working during work times, but not during um, uh, office hours or outside of office hours, then you can set profiles up to reflect that. So there's some really, really powerful tools and capabilities that, you know, things like Windows Defender or Windows Firewall just don't give you. And Glasswire adds that capability beyond what you would get. And it's in a nice visual, easy to use application. Um, Giancarlo, is there anything that you think you want to touch on that Glasswire has capabilities on that maybe I didn't talk about? Of course. I mean, the direction of the connection is definitely important, but also the volume of connection. If you have a bottleneck on the network, very likely there is one of the machines creating a huge traffic, like streaming or something. And through the means of the data provided by Glasswire, you can identify not only the, the endpoint creating that traffic, but specifically the application that is creating that amount of traffic. So you can sort the traffic by sites. And uh, we also provide some indication on the uh, how, how likely an application is can be trusted because we see millions of endpoints and we have created data and we can correlate if like an application XYZ is frequent in uh, um, in Italy, but not frequent in US, we can provide these kind of indications to the end. That's, that's a good point. You're talking about the Glasswire score. That Glasswire we score. Correct. Right. So, so one of the things there, Marvin, is that if we are <clears throat> seeing a particular process that's running on the application, 
if it is, you know, has a glass, a high glass wire score, meaning, you know, 90 plus percent, then you should have confidence that this application is used by millions of users and can be trusted. Whereas if there's a low glass wire score on this, that would indicate that, hey, this may be an infrequently used um, host or, or process, and therefore you should be aware of it, right? It's not to say that it's bad. Maybe it's just something that you or your company needs and it's it's not used as much, but we're bringing attention to you that says this is infrequently used. Interesting. So that is built in. Now, that's not the bandwidth usage monitor. That's that uh, kind of that inventory management p- feature that the glassware has, right? Correct. Okay. That's correct, Marvin. I'm curious, Marvin, have you had a chance yet to install Glassware or play so, with it? So so here's what I was going to start asking you because <laughs> I did actually go to download it at my office and I was going to play around with it. But I downloaded it, installed it, and of course I had to allow a threat locker to, <laughs> to install the software. So yeah. I haven't played around with it much. And I was going to say, first of all, for the listeners – this is not something that you just simply go into your Domo's portal and just click on. So it is going to be something that's installed. The first question is, do I have to install this to every device that I want to manage with Glassware? Do I need to, you know, log into servers and install it, push out an agent to desktops? That's that sort of thing. So in short, right, the short answer is Glasswire is an application that has to be installed onto the machine that it is monitoring. Okay. That is a correct statement. Okay. So that is a different model. I mean, for those of us that are those that are familiar with uh, Delmotes, right? You know that you have one network collector that you install onto the whole network, right? Whereas now Glasswire is something that is monitoring the endpoint specifically. So it, yes, you know, whether you're dealing with a Windows server or a Windows machine, you do need to install that onto the machine. Okay. So that's as oh. far as I've gotten. So I did download it to my one workstation at my one office, but I've not yet activated it in my Domo's portal. So that's yeah. how far I got. And, and uh-huh. basically I got stuck at, you know, where it said, hey, are you a value-added reseller? Sign up for the partner program. Then I'm like, you know what? Let me wait and talk to my guys first before I start <laughs> doing that. So Glassware for business, right? And and the reason we chose to do the for business is because we wanted to provide Glasswire as a tool for um, service providers to install onto all of the machines that they are managing, right? This is meant to be a way in which they can deploy these services through uh, or these licenses, right, through their system, right, their RMM, and you guys can deploy it pretty easily, whether just depending on what your RMM tool that you're using. Um, The reason that we created the reseller program to tie into that is because we wanted a way in which you can, again, provide value for this great product that the end user will see value in. I mean, it's essentially, if you go to glasswire.com, you'll see that it's $3.00 per endpoint that you're putting out there. When you're in, when you're a Domotes customer and with Glasswire for Business, you'll immediately see that it's only $2.50, right? And you can deploy as many as you want at that rate. Now, if you join the Domotes channel partner program, right? And you actually want to resell, resell this thing, you can even get deeper discounts where it can go down to as much as $1.50 
per endpoint. So you're making a healthy margin there. But I think more importantly, you're really getting value or giving value to the end customers because they now have a better security footprint, better cyber hygiene, right? They know what's going on. Yeah. So what I will do is continue on and I've got a couple of big projects. At some point, I will install a few agents after I sign up for the program and I want to get the dashboard up and running so that I can share with, you know, viewers on a live show, hey, here's what it looks like. Here's what it does. The features all look great. I mean, being able to see, you know, at least with the premium stuff, being able to see, you know, the firewall management, the, um, there's even a, did I see a remote desktop uh, something on there? So, so what you what you'll see with it today, Marvin, and I want I want Giancarlo to speak a little bit about where we're going with Glasswire and, and why we think this is valuable. But one of the things you can do with Glasswire today is when you have multiple machines on the same network, okay, you can actually create a kind of server client relationship within Glasswire that allows. Glasswire to see what other clients are doing on the network. And you can just pull up their their um, screens effectively and see what bandwidth is going on there. You know, Giancarlo, do you mind speaking a little bit about what yeah. you see with Glasswire today, but then also where Domotes wants to take Glasswire in the future? Yes, there is a, definitely something that every MSP will notice today Glasswire is that Glasswire as is today is an application for the endpoint and runs locally on the endpoint. So there is very little value from the Domots web app point of view. So the data we we are getting the data in the cloud, but they are not they are not represented yet in the Domots console. This is as as is today. So some service provider might be disappointed by this solution because they don't see the value into their portal, the Domus portal they are used to. But don't be afraid. This is something that is coming. Uh, in a couple of months, we will start We will start having information like uh, inventory of the application for every single endpoint into the cloud so that user can aggregate the data into the cloud. See, like, uh, I don't know, uh, I want to check the Chrome, Google Chrome on which endpoints is installed and they can do that under which organization and for the organization under which sites and on specifically on which endpoints. But on top of that, we will add information like the traffic, like the the the, the information that JP was mentioning before. Which endpoint is creating the most traffic to Russia or, or China or Italy for what it matters? The MSP will be able to see that from. The, and then last thing to mention, we are creating a partnership with an alliance for identifying malicious um, malicious traffic. This alliance is currently monitoring around roughly 20% of the old traffic. Company like Cisco, Palo Alto, Alto, Fortinet, they all leverage the same alliance. And we will be part of that alliance so that we can identify, on a scale from 1 to 10, we can identify the risk of every single application generating traffic toward a specific 
IP address, public IP address. So this, this would be in addition to the visual network monitoring and that interactive world map that you guys are uh, yes. having in there. Okay. That's a correct statement, yeah. Marvin, to me, to me, what Giancarlo is pointing out is, you know, the the ability to take that data that's shown in Glasswire and now bring it into the Domo's cloud, but then setting alerts, right, based off of behaviors that are are not as expected. Anything that's violating what I would consider to be a policy that you as a service provider put in place, right, that is where the power is. Just like Domo's alerts you when a new device shows up on the network that's unexpected. We'll now be able to alert you when there's a new application showing up on an endpoint that's unexpected, right? Or using bandwidth. So this to me is, is the direction we're going. And strategically, I think it's going to become a very powerful tool for our users. Yeah. Well, that's where I was kind of going when I was asking about that RDP. There's an, it, uh, it's an RDP connection detection. So you'll know if somebody's, you know, remoting into a, a device. There's also who's on your Wi-Fi or network. Uh, you mentioned the, the glassware uh, score, internet security. I mean, there's a lot of stuff there. So, yeah, we are definitely going to dig into that. And I look forward to when you guys roll out some of these uh, in full production. I'll have to get you back on sooner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely do. We're happy to do a demo on that. We can do one of the live demos and the videos like we've done before. Yeah. All right, so I'm assuming that that's been probably what that announcement was only two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Uh, what was it? Yeah, two weeks ago that we made that announcement. Yes, sir. So I imagine that that's been all of your work, and not to say that it negates everything that happened before that, but in the last year alone, I can tell you this: one of the things that I loved uh, is before, whenever I would have a device go offline. And I needed to put a new device on the network. I had to call in to support to have them move all the pre-existing data over for me. (laughs) You guys made a simple little thing where all I have to do is when I add the new device, it says, hey, do you want to grab an old device? And I'm like, yes, boom. And everything transfers over. That's that's phenomenal. Yeah, the resuming of an agent was uh, a, a very powerful tool. And I think it just helped a lot of service providers be that much more self-sufficient um, on there. Don't get me wrong, right? We, we are happy to talk to people. We're happy to help them. And our support team um, enjoys the conversations. But this is just a way to help you guys be more efficient. So, yes, that was important. Yeah. Uh, you guys have also even uh, expanded the uh, the large network support. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that before there was a limit. Uh, I forget, was it uh, slash 16 or slash, it slash 22? Slash 22. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, now you guys can can monitor even a bigger network now. So that's yep. good. Yeah. Correct. We've gone, we've actually gone to class B networks, right? So the ability to do slash 16. Now, I do want to point out that in order to do that, right, we have to configure the agent in a special way because as you can imagine, just doing standard ARP requests or doing ICMP requests would, um, you know, depending on the size of the network, could bring it down. So the way in which we handle that um, requires a lot more, um, I guess I'm going to say software involved. And therefore, we have to configure this system in a special way. But we encourage people to, if they need that capability, to reach out to us and and. You know, Giancarlo, I know that you can, you and the support team there 
can configure those systems as needed. Correct. Now, is that going to require the booster pack? I think that was what, in order to have more than 900 sensors on a network, you had to get the booster pack uh, to do all that. So, so it does require it in order to do that, it does require to be in our enterprise plan, right? So, so we will configure things. We can, we can work with customers on a one-off basis if there's just a special request, but they are going to have to talk to our, our sales team. Um, it just, it depends on the environment. It depends on the number of devices that they are managing and we'll work with, we'll work with the, the user on that Marvin. So we find that often people are using class B networks because they want to deal with, um, I would call it IP addressing schemes or schema that they may have, and they don't necessarily need you know, 65,000 devices out there or 65 million devices, whatever that number is. Um, but it's a way for us to help them. Okay. So just contact our support team and we'll work with them on that. All right. And let me see what else was on here that I've noticed myself. Uh, let's see. Pre-configured SNMP sensors. You guys have been uh, bringing a lot of that on board, which has been great. I don't have to go out and find my own OID codes and try to set them up and stuff. Uh, so that's been good. That has been. Yeah. Giancarlo, do you want to speak to like some of the changes we've done with the pre-configured sensors there? Yes. So um, in the past, as Marvin was mentioning, but, but this was like uh, three years ago, four years ago, when we first threw the support for SNMP the first implementation was everybody needs to know exactly which OED, you know, the object identifier for the variable that they want to monitor, like the temperature of uh, uh, temperature sensor, room sensor. Uh, few, a couple of years later, we introduced what is a sort of MIB browser. So we basically have the capability of importing a MIB. So we can, you can search for temperature and almost will tell you, okay, the temperature is this OED object identifier. And so it makes the experience a little bit simpler, but still a little bit complex, in my opinion, from the user experience point of view. So what we did in the last uh, few months is adding the capability of pre-built template. So for instance, we know that this is a printer that they support the, the printer MIB. We are automatically extract the list of old ink uh, supported by that specific printer. Might be just black and white, might be uh, red, yellow, orange, whatever. And we provide the level of ink for every single um, ink or ink cartridge. The same for network interfaces on switches. The same we do for uh, UPS um, when we look at battery level and so on. Same we do for volumes on a, a hard drive or NAS drive. So we have several uh, templates and we are building a new template, almost every new templates every two weeks. So uh, the throughput of our, or the pace of our new development has been increasing a lot in the last uh, few months. Also thanks to the support of this framework, which is the SMP template. One yeah. thing I'd point out to Giancarlo on this is that along with these templates, Right, the way in which you can configure alerts on each one of the OIDs is even improved. Right, so once we pull in, and I'll use your example of ink levels. Once we pull those in, it's very easy for you to click on the alert button for the cyan cartridge, right, and 
you know, say if it gets below 10%, send me an email, give me a share. And, and that's a valid point because before the template, if you were monitoring for the simple OID, the printer doesn't tell you this uh, cyan cartridge is 80%. It tells you this cartridge is 150 on a scale up to, I don't know, 250, which is the total volume of that cartridge. So now the templates does the math for you and you can set the, the alert on a percentage rather than on a static value, which change printer by printer, toner by toner, or color by cartridge by cartridge. So it makes the life much, much easier. Agreed. Yeah, I tried to do that uh, a while back, and I'm like, I I, I don't know the numbers, so <laughs> the yep. percentages make it makes it much much easier. So, all right, sweet. Well, uh, like I said, I've got a list of stuff here. I don't know what's important. I mentioned the things that I've enjoyed doing uh, over the last uh, year. Is there anything else specific that is new or enhanced that you think? Uh, managed service providers or IT professionals would need to know. Marvin, I think one of the the best features that we have created in the last year has really been this idea of custom scripts, mm. right? Giving, giving the service provider the tool that allows them to do scripting and automation within our platform has been one of the... Um, I guess, best features that has been introduced. And, you know, Giancarlo, I'd love for you to give a couple of examples. Well, before you, did, before you do that, oh, let, yeah. me, let me tell the listeners, because that is probably something I should have mentioned earlier. But if you're in your Domodes portal and you go down on the left side and you see integrations, it used to be that was just the software integrations, which I have integration with IT Glue. And you guys have set up integrations that you can do with so many other Partners, Synchro, LionGuard, Kaseya, I mean, just just oh, yeah. so many. Now, automations and scripts is another tab. <laughs> it is. It is, <laughs> exactly. And you know, the integrations, we're still we're still doing a lot of different integrations. In fact, we're going to be making some uh I'm excited about some new announcements of of deeper integrations we have with with people like ConnectWise and Manage and what we're doing. But I think that these custom scripts, right, giving people to do simple JavaScript to, I'm going to say, not only interrogate systems further, right, get get deeper amounts of data out of those systems, but then being able to trigger actions based off of those, I think is just, it, in my mind, it's just a, it's a next level of what Domotes brings to um, the service providers and what they can do with this tool. Giancarlo, do you want to speak to some of like just some examples of, of scripts that we have and, and also how many we have and how many we're cranking out? So we have around 80 scripts currently available. And this means that those are the scripts that either we have developed or we have developed together with some managed service provider, but for, for sure we have reviewed and approved. So those are the official scripts that you can use directly from the web app. As JB was mentioning, you have your own system, you can write your own simple script, and I will provide you one script that I did at home, which is powerful and useful for myself. But this allowed us to develop a very um, high pace, new integration with uh, tools like uh, uh, EC2 platform, AWS, uh, Amazon Web Services. We want to monitor all the EC2, all the virtual machine 
on AWS. Now it's possible through DOMOS. We want to monitor the uh, SSL certificate for websites. So if I manage multiple websites, I would make sure that the certificate on every single website solo is up to the date and it's valid. So I can do that. I can monitor it. And so, as JP was mentioning, I can put an alert that inform me if the certificate is going to expire in one month or a super critical alert if it expires in one week or something like that. We can monitor VMware machine, uh, HP ILO, uh, Dell iDRAC. We can uh, run and extract information from PFSense, uh, Firewall, from Sophos. We have added so many integration thanks to this new framework. And as I was mentioning at the beginning, it allows everybody to develop their own script. I wrote a simple script, like 40 lines of code to extract from the Tesla charger, the temperature of the handle, because I noticed sometimes I live in California, sometimes it's very, very hot. And I want to make sure that it doesn't breach uh, the threshold that I set uh, at uh, 100, 100 degrees. So that's, as I said, it's very simple to use frame. Um, and most importantly, we are also able to help every single user to develop specific driver or driver that can be or customer custom script that can be useful for everybody else. Marvin, I would I would tell you that you know Domotes has positioned ourselves as a network monitoring infrastructure platform, like we talked about before. But for those for those that have been in the service provider space for a long time they probably look at us as being compared to say, uh, you know, Avic, right? On the MSP side. They also look at us as being compared to services like PRTG, maybe even open source tools like Nagios or, or more professional or enterprise grade tools like Science Logic and Logic Monitor. I would tell you that the ability for us to bring scripts into these platforms and start to do automations absolutely puts us at another level that lends itself well towards, you know, the the guys like Science Logic and Logic Monitor and the things that they're doing because it's bringing in more data and giving people the ability to, you know, s- script automations, right? When something happens on one device or within a system, do X, Y, and Z. The other thing that, um, you know, Giancarlo mentioned in his system, right, he was interrogating the Tesla charger directly. We also can use these systems to interrogate services in the cloud. And in fact, I have, I created a script um, that looks at an indoor air quality monitor in my, um, in our buildings, in the office, and it will, it actually pulls data from the cloud on that device and then takes action, action on it and reports on it. And you mentioned something interesting to be the action side of the script. So not only we can, every user, every service provider can pull the data out of the system, but they can also throw a command mm-hmm. to the system, like changing uh, HDMI input from a screen or something like that. So this is That's something a good that... Point. Yeah. You can issue a software reboot, right? As long as the device has the capability, then we can push a command to it. I was looking the other day, and helping a customer writing a script that not only monitored the occupancy of volume of a certain path on, an, on, a, on a, a Linux machine, but it clean ups or logs if something happens. So if the, the, they breach 80% of the volume, they clean up all logs, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 
All right, you you guys are talking crazy now with all the stuff you <laughs> talk about monitoring and <laughs> <We're> scripting. <excited. laughs> yes, you are. And yeah. uh, wow, there's going to be a lot to keep up with. So yeah, so all the apps, uh, I'm sorry, all the scripts in the portal now are all things that you can go in and apply to devices, um, Windows services, updates. I mean, geez and crackers, uh, great stuff in there. <laughs> Marvin, I want to point out, you know, while while Giancarlo and I get excited about, you know, all of this, I want everybody to know that if there are specific scripts or apps that they want to have monitored or they need a script created, our support team is there to help them. In fact, we have a team of engineers and we're we're creating a, a group within Domotes to actually be able to help our service provider create these scripts. And because what we want to do is we want to we want to grow from 80 scripts to hundreds you know, of scripts, the scripts that make sense for our users. All right. Well, I was going to, you know, point people to, you know, you've got Domot Academy, which is on your website. Uh, you've got mm -hmm. the, the knowledge base where people can go in and see stuff. Um, I mean, the next thing you're going to have is a script party to uh, have people <laughs> go and share scripts with each other. We, we've actually talked about having some contests where, you know, people can like create targeted scripts for things and whoever creates the best scripts, you know, gets a, an award, gets credit, gets whatever they need. But <laughs> so. the Domots Hackathon, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. I'm sorry, but I'm sitting here. I'm scrolling through their website. I'm scrolling through my portal to see what I've missed in here. And there is just simply a lot of stuff. Guys, thank you very much for for taking this time. And I should probably say also, not only do you have 80 scripts, uh, you guys, it looks like you have almost 80 software integrations. Um, plus, we have a lot of software integrations. We plus, have a lot of software and hardware integrations that, yeah. that we work on. And we have hundreds, hundreds of hardware integrations, right? We make sure that we work with all of the major uh, vendors that are out there. Um, and we're continuing to add to it all the time. <clears throat> and, uh, you actually have a, a openly public API that people can use. You're tied into Zapier. Uh, you can do power BI. I mean, those three things alone should, uh... well, we recognize Marvin, we recognize that a critical part of our service is giving you the tool to report to your customers. And, you know, we're aggregating, you know, I'm going to say thousands, if not millions of points of data within systems, you know, being able to see that data and report on that data, the data that's important to you, I think works when you are dealing with a tool like Power BI for reporting or, you know, data analytics, or if you're using our, our APIs for automations to help you be more efficient, that's, that's where the power of our tool comes in. And so we're very open to people using that. All right. I should probably go back and note when you mentioned, you know, what people are comparing you to. Avic is a company that reached out to me a while back. And of course, they were trying to rip me away from Domotes and no, you should use Avic. It does that. I'm like, no, no, it doesn't. So they had reached out. They had reached out and uh, tried to do a, I don't know, affiliate code or something with me. And I, I think I'm going to stop that. It's going to be all dull modes all the time now. We think that we have a good, good product. I mean, both, both products, all of these tools, 
right, are meant to help you as a service provider be more efficient. Um, you know, we're we're going about this with, uh, I think, a different business model, and we're trying to approach it in a unique way. I think this channel partner program is also helping people differentiate, and I'm excited about that. Um, our our intention here is to be good partners with the service providers, and we want to hear what their needs are because we want to drive our solution towards those needs. That's what that's where I feel like we really differentiate. And as I said at the beginning, the fact that you know Giancarlo has now been titled as our chief experience officer really speaks to the fact that we are out building a better experience for our users. And I'm super excited about the direction we're going. I am too. So thank you guys very much for all that you do and for coming on the show and updating us. And of course, we'll have all the links here, especially to the channel program. The The benefits are, are self-explanatory, discounted pricing, priority support, regular updates, access to the beta stuff you guys were talking about. And, uh, just sounds like there's a ton of stuff coming down the road that we can look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thank Juan, you Juan, much, Carlos, Juan Carlo, any last technical words you want to throw out there? Uh, thank, thanks for the opportunity, Marvin. I mean, there are, as you mentioned, there are tons of integration, tons will come. Uh, we didn't mention during the, the call about the configuration management, uh, the capability of backup configuration file from networking appliances. No, we this not. is something, uh, something big, something required by multiple MSP, backup Cisco switches, backup configuration file for WatchGuard or PortiGate or Palo Alto devices. And here I am throwing another news. What's coming next is the possibility of backup whatever you want. So the means of the same framework we discussed it before, the custom script framework, yep. will allow you to pick up any text file you want or file that you want from a device network appliance or another IP-based device. That's something coming next. Uh, I'm super excited about that. Again, being part of the channel program will allow you to be a better tester of this functionality as well. All right. I think you just... You just broke something there with a backup of any file from any device. <laughs> <That's> just <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. It's gonna be a good thing. I'm excited about that too. All right, we'll look forward to it, and we'll reach out and not take so long to reach out to each other. So, guys, thank you very much, and I will again hop on the glass wire stuff and report back to you that as soon as I finish these these two projects I've got, and uh, I'll be watching. Thank you, Marvin. All right. That's going to do it, folks, for this episode of the IT Business Podcast. Head over to your show notes or even to the website and check out the links that we have to Domotes, Glasswire, and the Partner Program. And I will promise to stay in touch with these guys, although they're everywhere. They do town halls. They've got a YouTube channel. And as we mentioned, uh, the Academy and the Knowledge Base, you cannot have an excuse for keeping up with domotes. So on behalf of JB and Juan Carlo, that'll do it. And we'll see you soon. And until then, holla. <laughs>